Welcome to the Day Hike Dirtbag Podcast. I am your host, Zach. Today I am joined with my ever-present co-host, Clay. What's up? What's up? How you doing, Clay? I'm doing fantastic. Wonderful. Um, you know, just out here living the life that God gave me. Um, That's what it sounds like. We've had some good stories this evening so far. Hopefully some of them will make it into the podcast. Some of we'll them maybe not. S- we'll see. I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. So. That sounds good. Uh, we are also joined today, uh, if you guys follow the Instagram, we are joined today by Chandler. Chandler, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. What's up, guys? Hey, so we are the three quarters of the Dirtbag crew, as we are coming to be known. Um so today we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to let Chandler, Chandler properly introduce himself. The, uh, say my name. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Um, Calm down. We're going to let Chandler sure. introduce himself the dirtbag way. We're going to ask him a few questions, kind of let him talk for a little bit. We're going to get into a recent expedition that we did down at Clifty Falls, um, and I think we may follow it up with some talk of our future plan. Uh, coming up here in a couple weeks down to the Red River Gorge in Kentucky. So, all that being said, Chandler, welcome to the podcast again. I'm glad you're here. We are doing this not outside in a cicada-ridden soccer field. We are doing this in the wonderful vaulted ceilings of your apartment. So, thank you for opening your doors to us, although I admittedly did invite us over to this place you did but no problem so this place and i don't mean to cut anything off and kind of take us off track here so you may have heard me utter the words um spooky or foggy as shit on the last podcast um due to the conditions that we were in within that soccer field um chandler i'm gonna let you know your apartment um isn't as spooky as that that soccer field but you know it's spooky in a different way. Can you kind of elaborate on what we're kind of sitting here in right now? I'm not sure what you mean. What's spooky about my apartment? I don't know. There's some stains on this couch I'm sitting on. Um, no, there's not. A lot of time. Oh, it's right there. That blanket on your recliner. Um, I probably, just thought we were going to get into his like his guest bathroom. That that alone, there's like ectoplasm <laughs> dripping down. Chandler lives a uh, bachelor lifestyle, and I think last week when Clay went in there, a few weeks ago when Clay went in there, it was the first time that another human had stepped foot in the guest bathroom. Um, not to say that you're lonely. Or I'm not lonely. Like I'm perfectly fine. You're not lonely because we're here. So At my ectoplasma. We're going to try to get us back on track. I'm sorry. So, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I just shit like, my apartment. I see how it is. I'm just <laughs> shitting on you as a person. But it's because I love you as a friend. Mm. And sometimes as a lover. Anyway, just, anyway, that's a joke. <laughs> All right, getting back to it. So Chandler, if uh, you have in fact listened to the first episode of our podcast, because I forced you, we just talked about this. Um, you have not listened to it on independently. Your own, no. So I think I got the gist the first time when you listened to the full thing already with us. Yeah. Okay. Didn't seem necessary. But I enjoyed it. So well, that's good. I guess that's a more important thing. All right, we are. Struggling to get started here. It's all right. We're going to get on track. I'm so, having a blast. We have also been drinking for a little bit now, which is totally fine. This mm-hmm. is podcast fuel. So, on the Day Hike Dirtbag podcast, I like to ask three questions. Those three questions is, uh, what got you outside? What keeps you outside? 
and kind of a what are you looking forward to what's next because we're all kind of the same hiking crew I kind of know what's next but that's when we'll elaborate a little bit okay so I guess we'll start off with the first question what got you outside either like kind of as a kid clay kind of talked about that a little bit I kind of talked about growing up in the outdoors did you grow up doing things in the outdoors I did but not like the structured things you guys did so I lived on like a farmhouse out in Canby uh, where we were just forced to go outside and the nearest house with kids at it were probably two miles away so me and my sister who ended up being like a tomboy because of this we just ended up going outside and just it's farm country with wood splattered around so we basically just went wherever we could as kids as far as what happened recently and why I went outside is because you guys invited me. Um, and after being stuck inside from COVID for nine months, I want to get outside again. Um, and then I guess going back out into nature, I don't know, even after the first one, we went to Brown County and I think I just enjoyed getting away from people for a little bit. Um, cause I think people kind of cause stress in our lives and getting out in nature is our way of kind of getting away from the stress of everything. Absolutely. Um, so that was super relaxing. Um, and then what keeps me outside, I guess, is, I don't know, maintaining like a baseline of just, you know, I can be kind of a recluse and introverted person. So being stuck inside for a long period of time, I can kind of just start doing that regularly. I feel like I need to kind of force myself not to do that. Um, and also just kind of for health reasons, too. I mean, I started dieting and just being more active in general. You do. Um, you... Uh intermittent fast and you kind of help well kind of encourage me to get on the intermittent fasting train and then it kind of swept through our whole crew there for a while yeah um, you did you talked about the um, Brown County hike and all that this year I'm sure anybody listening can definitely like recognize that getting outside is good especially after last year um, that Brown County hike was really cool uh, because it was still early enough in the year that it wasn't stupid hot. I think it, that day, I feel like it started in the high 30s, maybe low 40s. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see many people because we got down there early. Um, we actually beat the gate attendants and then got in for free, which was great. Um, but the by the end of it, the people we did saw like scared us because mm-hmm. it was trail runners. That was an eight-mile loop. And I wish I remembered the exact trail number. I want to say it was like Trail 8 with a uh, loop that went down past Ogle Lake for anybody that's um, familiar with Brown County, Indiana, and the state park that's down there. But it was an eight-mile loop, and we had one trail runner that, like, hoofed it past us. Yeah, like multiple three times. times. And then when we were getting out to the parking lot, she was going back in for another loop. Yeah. That was a beast. Alpha female running by us multiple times. That is not what we aspire to be at all. No. So, do you think what keeps you outdoors is more um, from the kind of losing yourself or slash finding yourself, kind of just getting lost in nature perspective, or is it more of a physical thing for you? I think it's the first thing. I think getting outside is, I don't know, it just changes your mentality, and it's kind of a reset button on the week, because we do it just about every weekend, going to hike somewhere. And it's kind of like, you know, it gets to the point where you kind of look forward to it a little bit because you just, you know, just reset. Absolutely. We have a uh, group chat between uh, the four of us hikers. And 
uh, Chandler was the first one to send something to us saying that I forget what the date was that uh, it was National Hike Naked Day. And yes. We did not hike at all that day. Bunch of pussies. And let alone hike naked in that day. So uh, maybe next year we can know. have our own separate hikes and where we don't feel comfortable. I just want to let whatever you want to do. You know, do what you've got to do. Drop so down. we also joke within our group that Chandler is going to be like, one day he's just going to be walking with us and we're going to like turn around and look at a turtle or uh, answer one of Clay's fantastic questions like, are beaver dams poisonous? No. And Is beaver dams poisonous? Is beaver dams poisonous? Yeah. Uh, is they? We're going to turn around and answer or look at something and we're going to turn back and Chandler will be bounding off into the woods and he likes to do that. We'll be hiking, and Chandler will just, like, take off running. And we're like, well, I specifically remember the last time we were at um, this park, and we were walking down, and this part of the trail was actually gravel. But it was downhill for, like, a good quarter mile, and it ended at the river. And then the trail, like, turned off to the right. Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Chandler just takes off running. And we're like, well... He's not stopping. He's just going to keep on going for a little while. And he's either going to hit the river, which happened to be flooded, like it had over flooded the trails at a couple points that day. Um, we had to do some fording of the river that we weren't planning on. And then we get down there to the river and start kind of looking at these little trails that go to the creek. And we can't find you. And you popped out from behind us. Tree. Hey man, it's something about being out in nature energizes me. <laughs> it does. You turn into a very, uh, very nature-oriented, crazy person. Yeah, I, I just think being in normal life just kind of restrains you a little bit. I mean, with my job, I mean, they literally tell us we can't have facial hair. You know, it's that's true. Everything is like control and what you can do, and it's like you get outside of that and you get to. I don't know. It's fun. fun. It's kind of like returns you to being a kid again. We talked a lot. We actually talked today about something. Um, you kind of talked about embracing fear and things like that. And I said I always say like embrace the sketch. Mm-hmm. And we definitely get ourselves into some sketchy spots uh, while we're hiking. Whether we do some uh, bushwhacking, off trails, scrambling, climbing up some pretty crazy hills, especially for like Indiana. But we like to put ourselves in those situations because that's often where the best views are. Um, you know, we can. There's this one really cool spot, and we climbed up. And if you remember this, just we'll forget the name of the park. We climbed up over this area that kind of overlooks this little canyon uh, that has a creek running through it, and you can kind of descend into it as part of the trail. We scrambled up like 60, 70 feet and realized like we were eye level with some raccoons yeah. on a limb. <laughs> you were there for that one, I think. Yep. And what was really cool about that was we were sitting up there and there were just tons of people walking down and it was really cool just kind of watching them flow and then watching the creek flow the opposite way and it was like, oh, it's like people flowing. But hmm. and we would never get that perspective or that view. I mean, hell, we wouldn't have even got to see like the raccoon with its babies on its back if we wouldn't have done that. So there's definitely something to that like you know, not to go full like Tolstoy on it, but taking that less traveled um, path going up and scrambling and yeah, doing I, stuff like that. So I would definitely say that's true. I mean, I know when we went to Turkey Run, that was kind of one of the detracting things was like 
as we left, it was like being at a theme park. There was just lines of people everywhere. Yeah. And it seems like you don't really, like we went to Cataract Falls that one, not Cataract, but the place after that. We McCormick's Creek. McCormick's Creek. It's kind of the same thing, yeah. Yeah, the first mile of the trail, you know, there's tons of people everywhere looking at the waterfalls and all that stuff. And then as you get further in, there's just less people. And I feel like that's where all the good stuff is anyway. Yeah, I like, so that was, like you said, we started Turkey Run. And what we like to do, um, as long as Clay can wake up on time, we, and Clay's not the only one, but we like to get out super early, as early as we can get allowed into these parks and uh, get our hike on because we like to beat crowds. We like to beat, you know, the temperature, especially in the summertime. And we walked in, we were probably one of, I don't know, we were probably one of a dozen families that were starting these trails at Turkey Run. And we, we walked back. Are you back. saying we're a family? Yeah. Okay. We were, it's cool. We, we I mean, were Johnson hiking back. Nature Sherpa. Nature Sherpa, and Nature Daddy, either or. We were hiking back and crossing that suspension bridge there were like i feel like there were 300 people on that suspension bridge yeah and it's just so good like everybody that's what i love about frankly like without getting too patriotic on us because that's kind of like plays deal but like that's the best part about one of the better parts about living in a country like this is they spent so much time and thank goodness for our like um kind of the people who shaped this country. Shout out to Teddy Roosevelt. Absolutely. Creating these public spaces for us. And granted, I don't think he had much to do with our state park level, but the national parks for sure. And the fact that we do prioritize our state lands and public lands for everybody, um, I love that to see these places getting used. But when I'm on the trail, I'm like, get away freaking people man. yeah so that's kind of the other reason like you were alluding to like we embrace the sketch because we like to get to the areas where we're not going to run into a bunch of people and that's always a lot of fun can i hit on some sketch real quick yeah so something that i've realized you know recently on you know a lot of the trails that we've been hiking um and i don't know if anybody else and you can kind of you know interact with us on you know the instagram or whatever else or um, if, say if you, maybe you've had these experiences as well, you know, especially in Indiana, you know, state parks. Um, we'll be going along, you know, a good solid three to five miles depending on where we're at. And all of a sudden, every single time we get to the bottom of the trail, you know, going through a creek bed or, you know, or something like that, there's always like 85 Amish people. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I've seen some Amish folks. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, the last time, I'm pretty sure, you know, Johnson, uh, or sorry, Nature Sherpa, our Lord and Savior, um, you know, was given, you know, map directions to, I guess, their leader, maybe their Grand Dragon. I don't know how Amish people work. I don't think they were actually Amish. They were wearing the garb. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe they the had a Halloween party. <laughs> a little early. Halloween in August, I think, at the time. Um, yeah, it's only the 4th of September. Never mind. So... Yeah, but like the weird part is, is you go and oh, 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 okay, you go and like all of a sudden there's like tons and tons. It's never like three or four because you know we hike generally in a group of three or four people depending on if you know Hawk joins us or whatever else. Um, but the majority of our hikes we ran into at least fifteen to eighty, you know. Amish people out in the 80. out in the wilderness. <laughs> eighty Amish people. That's just such a Dude, big gap. Were, <laughs> 
It could be either or. It could be one. It could be two hundred of them. There were. There's always like. No, the last one we went on, there was like at least fifty of them. There were. It was, that like was a, a very large size. Group. It was yeah. a classroom size. It was like thirty ish. Those poor folks were lost, and I was like, "All right, you guys have a map." Which is funny that we ran into them there because we went and um, we never figured out. I think it was late March we went uh, to the same park, and we happened to run into these people at the same spot that we were kind of not lost, but had stopped. In March, when we were there, uh, they were in the creek bed, and at that time, they would have been underwater because that creek was so high in March, and we ended up fording that uh, like two and a half miles in 48 degree weather, water up to our thighs, and that was intense. But we ran into them there, and they were super lost. And I showed them on their own maps exactly the trail they need to go, and they're like, "Oh, awesome! Thank you so much." I said, "No problem." We all start our journey. And then turn around, and they were following us back down the same way. Yes. And they said, oh, we just came from there. We were trying to go the opposite way. They must have changed their mind. But it was very, like, I spent five minutes showing them exactly how to get to where they wanted to go. And they walked into the woods and then came right back out and followed us. Well, the, the I best, was not sure. The best part was that, you know, me and Clay continued on and kind of waited for Johnson while he was teaching the Amish people something. Teaching him how to read or something. I'm yeah, sure. and then when he, he came out by himself, and then as he was walking towards us, another one of these little Amish folk ladies came following him after him, and we thought for a moment that they had just given one of the ladies to us. As a token of gratitude. Johnson for showing them the way out of there. Oh, my God. So, nice apple guess, pie for you. <laughs> so many yeah. apple pies. All right. Getting us kind of back on track. He didn't want us to talk about that. <laughs> We have other things to talk about anyway. That's right, that's right. So, um, Chandler, you kind of went over what got you outside and what keeps you outside. I'm going to kind of talk about uh, something that we do that's inside. And because I feel like this is the... podcast? Yeah. I feel like this is a day hike dirtbag podcast. However, um, we kind of do everything and kind of in that same mode of thinking as Embrace the Sketch, I want to talk about rock climbing a little bit. Because yes. that's something that I have done, um, not consistently, but I've rock climbed for about 20 years, kind of off and on. And then recently, we've all sort of gotten back into it, but none so much as you and I. Yes. You uh, recently took your intro to climbing class at the local gym. Um, shout out Epic Climbing and Fitness, I think. I probably should have looked that up. That's right. I think it's Epic Climbing and Fitness. And so you got your belay certifications and all that, and we've been climbing. You've been using up this uh, two-week membership. Yep. And I've been very impressed, and I think tomorrow when uh, our whole gang gets together to do our climbing, I think you're going to impress the rest of the guys, too, with how much progress you've made just in the last couple of weeks because it is incredible. Um, I appreciate for those of that. You, I really appreciate you saying that, Johnson. No worries. Gotta so, hype me up. for anyone listening that doesn't know um, about climbing or like kind of how the degree of difficulty goes, um, the climbing walls, especially gyms, are based on what's called the Yosemite rating system, the Yosemite decimal system. Probably should have looked that up. But basically, it grades um, off ter- or 
kind of all-terrain um, activities. So you have your typical day hikes and things like that. Those are kind of graded at a one. Um, and then on, you've got some light scrambling, things like that, going up some minor hills. Maybe you have to go kind of like on your hands and bear crawl a little bit. That would be like a two. And then there's point one through 10 on like all of those. And then you get to climbing, which is also part of that. And those are all based on fives. So you have 5.1 through what is currently the most difficult in the world, which would be a 5.15 D. And through all that, you have ranges of difficulty. So 5.1 through 5.9 are all, you know, 5.1 to 5.2 is one full skill level greater, I think is the best way that you can put that. Most climbing gyms, you're not going to see anything below a 5.5 or a 5.6. However, it is a Yosemite decimal system as my wonderful Clay has pulled this up for me. I'm so your Jamie. You are my Jamie. Um, so Chandler started climbing 5.6s to 5.7s, which is about as rudimentary as you're going to find at a climbing gym. Like little kids climbing um, on it kind of stuff. Yeah, like little kids passing you up while you're climbing. Um, shaky arms, kind of got the duck leg look, everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that was Chandler for the first month, which is great. That is not to say anything bad about Chandler's climbing. Uh, everybody starts somewhere. I started at that same level as well. Um, you think it was that long? Because I'm just thinking how many trips I actually made. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think it probably was. I mean... Because you were kind of off and on for a while there. Yeah. And then you progressed to your 5.8s, and then you would try a couple 5.9s. Um, so, cut to Chandler getting this two-week membership. And he went from those basic levels to a, um, he has completed multiple times now, a 5.10C. Or a 5.10C is kind of how we call it. And... So once you hit 510, it goes 510A, B, C, D, and then it goes to 511. And the difference between a 510A and a 510B is the same difference as a between a 5.9 and a 510A. So this is getting very deep into the minutia of this whole thing, but I want to put as much information into it to really kind of hype up Chandler because this is a huge accomplishment. So he has gone from 5.5 to a 5.6 to a 5.7 to a 5.8 to a 5.9 to a 5.10a, 5.10b, and now the 5.10c. So in just over a month, you have increased your climbing skill level eightfold, I guess would be a way to Yeah, say I guess so. You're climbing routes significantly harder. You were climbing routes currently that I couldn't have climbed when we first got back into the gym to put it that way. So you progressed incredibly, you know, an incredible amount in a very short amount of time. So that people who don't climb would see that and be like, Oh, he's climbing. He's doing well. But people who do climb, like we'll give you major props for that. We're not ready to free solo El Cap or anything like or that. Or even lead climb yet. But Right. But you're top roping, you're also belaying, which is both of which are huge accomplishments, and I don't want that to get diminished 
in any of that because that's fantastic. So we are climbing, and I want to know what your favorite thing about climbing is. Favorite thing about climbing? Um, I think it's a confidence booster. Because, I mean, there is, like, a, a fitness level to it, but... I mean, I think like the first day I went there and we were climbing like, like we said, the five sixes and the five sevens where it's, you know, what they put the kids on when they're first getting warmed up and, you know, you're climbing with your arms rather than with your legs and you, you gas yourself out really quickly. Um, but once you start to get better at it and you get more confident, I mean, that's really what 90% of climbing is sometimes is just the confidence to do it. I mean, your brother, Lucas, we've climbed with him a couple of times and he's just so confident with his movement. That that's and I, I feel like that's it kind of applies to a lot of things in life too. You kind of yeah. you start to feel more confident just in general, and then you start just feeling happier and more confident in real life. Um, so the mental side of it, I think, is and then obviously the the physical puzzle of moving up a wall. And once you get away from the five sixes and the five sevens, and you start getting the five tens, it starts becoming tougher to get up a wall because it's not just oh, there's a ton of different holes to grab onto. There's a, a certain way you have to do it. And move has become really precise, and it tests your flexibility, and just I don't know. Absolutely, it's, no, it's very I, fun. I very totally get that. I mean, I I would have to answer similarly that yeah, I love when you're on the wall, which our I really don't know exactly how high, but I think the highest walls there are, are around fifty feet, something like that. Yeah, um, and so you have anywhere from like. 15 to 20 foot climbs all the way up to the massive 50 foot climbs we'll just call it 50 and it's so great because like while you're climbing and you're on the wall you're not thinking about anything other than that next move you can't think about anything other than you know what do I do to keep me on this wall to progress and reach the top you have also started kind of de developing that mindset and that's step beyond like, oh, I'm just going to climb this to see how high up I can go to what do I have to do to get this route in one try without falling or failing, which is all also a whole other aspect of climbing. Like you have to be able to take those falls and take those fails to really see what your limit is. I've, you've caught me belaying um, on many routes that I've, failed on multiple times and we had this big long joke about I spent five minutes Clay setting up a camera uh, to videotape this uh, 50 foot route that I climbed and I didn't make the route and I said I'm still going to post that I'm going to put some cheesy inspirational posts about you know always post your failures because that's where you grow from and I didn't post it because it was bad <laughs> um, but uh, I should have taken a video today because after two weeks I got that route finally and that was fantastic so we are in the climbing gym Clay you've also climbed with us a handful of times um, what are your thoughts on climbing is just kind of a hobby sport <clears throat> climbing's fun thanks Clay Clim so on to our <laughs> <laughs> no climbing's very fun um, it's you know in the words of that famous bit from Family Guy um, it's a great way to stay in shape. Um, but no, you know, uh, kind of, yeah, you know, moving on. But no. um, one of the things I really enjoy about it is it's specifically, you know, it's, it's a different movement than your, your normal exercise. 
Um, so most of the time, you know, if you're in the gym, I'm usually, if I go to the gym, I'm lifting weights and trying to progress by lifting heavier weights, you know, being able to do something more, uh, more times, more reps, you know, kind of doing that. Um, it's kind of, I guess, in a way similar to that. The more reps you do, the better you get at climbing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, if you don't know how to climb, and I've kind of learned this lesson over and over again, because uh, I've just mostly tried to do pull myself up these walls and things like that, and I burn myself out after two routes, and, you know, have Johnson just basically standing there watching me, you know, laying on the ground or something like that, trying to recover so I can keep going. Um, but, yeah, my, one of my favorite parts is the challenge of it. It's basically um, I'm a pretty competitive person, and every time I go, I try to go and do something a little bit different. Terrified of autoblaze, I can tell you that. Um, I don't trust them. Um, You're done with them. Don't trust robots, um, mostly. Um, and, you know, having something that could potentially fail um, makes me really nervous. So there's this one specific route at Epic um, that I've tried multiple times on Auto Belay. The stupid green one. Stupid green one. I've t climbed harder routes. I could not get to the top of the green one um, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but going all the way to maybe what, like five movements more each time where that knob yeah, is? Yeah, I think the last time we went, I think you were two moves from the top and you down climbed the whole thing because you didn't want to auto play, which <laughs> wrecks your arms quicker. Yeah. It, frankly, it ruins the rest of your climb because you down climb a couple auto plays. So I told you then, you're done with them. Yeah. You're done with, with auto plays. Done with them. I'm going, Chandler and I will both, we will belay, and because you're sending these harder routes, like you said, you're done with the auto boys. And I appreciate that. Yeah, you're just you're not gonna do them anymore. Honestly, now that I do normal top rope, auto belay sucks in comparison. Because you can't take breaks and you can't stop and think about stuff. So Yeah. I'd rather do part. top rope anyway. Absolutely. The, not to mention just the fact that there are more top rope routes available. So yeah, way more. Um Yeah, all that to say, like we are going to climb tomorrow. This has been a very last minute um, kind of change up. We were originally going to hike a little bit tomorrow, um, but we're just going to climb tomorrow. We're going to have the whole crew together for, I believe we're going to have the whole crew together for the first time in over a month. Something like that. Almost a month. When was now. the last time we saw Hawkins? I don't even know. Uh, Clay said well, a few hours today. ago. Yeah, no, but I'm outdoors. <laughs> yeah, so we don't, um, as we said in the first podcast, Hawk or Hawkins is uh, training for a marathon that is coming up next weekend. So he has just gone completely AWOL from us. Uh, we miss our friends, but we all hope that he does well in this marathon so that he can finally stop talking about it and get back to hiking, which is way more fun than marathon training. Very true. So kind of um, hope somebody Tanya Harding's his ass, to be honest with you, on the marathon route. I think that kind of has to be you at this point. I will. I'll do it. I'm Throw marbles friend. out under his feet. Mile I'm just 25. thinking, you know, just normal Tanya Hardy, Hardy, I can't even say it, Harding, Harding. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, just taking out that, that you know, metal pipe and just fucking him up. Do it. Um, I'm sorry, explicit. He has a metal rod in his leg. I can't believe you'd say that. It'd be metal so he's already leg. cheating. If yeah. you think. He's a he's, cyborg. He's bionic. So, I have to talk about his sex. He is, coming, he is coming to the climbing gym tomorrow. We were going to hike. Um, Basically, I've been just trying to make uh, do something 
to appease everybody so that we can get the band back together um, so that Chandler can show off, basically. And that's not Chandler wanting to show off. That's me wanting to wanting him to show off because he's done a lot of awesome work that these guys need to see. So That's right, um, boys. You better be ready. Before we move on to our next segment, uh, I can't let it go without mentioning that Today also happens to be our dear Chandler's birthday. Mm. Um, he is 28 years old. 28. Um, he is still sunburned on the top of his feet. He is very single and looking for a climbing girl. Um, or guy. We don't discriminate. So, I do. It definitely um, has to be a girl. All that to say, um, happy birthday, Chandler. Happy birthday, and, buddy. Um, you're welcome for dinner. Uh, and, thank you. Thank you. He's so, very upset about that. Yes. I'll buy so, your White Castle tomorrow. He will buy. Or I guess we're getting White Castle. I know. I hate White so, Castle. So, if you guys are still here, I hope that our next segment will not be quite as rambly. Although you never know. Um, I think the first segment went fine. I, honestly, I would say it like, honestly did. I think we got off topic a couple times, but that's just kind of what we do. And that's good you know? banter. It yeah, is. Banter. People love we're the banter. Yeah. If you guys like the bantering, please like give us some feedback on Instagram because. I don't know. I started a podcast at one point, but I did it solo, and it was not good, and I just hated to listen to it. So I really like this group setting that we have. Um, but that being said, I'm also going to try to get some other people on this podcast to join us at some point, and would like to make sure that people listening like what they hear. So um, interact with us, like Clay said, on our Instagram would be great. We are at dayhikedirtpag underscore pod day hike dirtbag underscore pod on instagram um i actually think i got that wrong on our first episode i think i just said i think i left out the underscore so anyways clifty falls we got into it a little bit we talked about uh the nice folks that i tried to help yes find their way and um then they followed us which was strange but I want to get into this kind of from the top, and we will go through the whole thing. So, before we continue, how is everybody's liquid level? Are we staying hydrated? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm also out of water bottles, but we'll worry about that later. I might need to grab one midway through. Okay. You guys can probably keep it going. We're going to keep it going. All right. Clay, go ahead and grab a couple more. And uh, hydration, hydration is important. So... Clifty Falls, we alluded to it a little bit in our first episode, is in just outside of Madison, Indiana. Uh, for anyone who's listening in Indiana, I like we, that's where we are from. That is primarily where we were hiking, although we are uh, planning a trip, a couple trips, but the most, um, the upcoming trip will be at the Red River Gorge in uh, beautiful Kentucky. I've never been. I'm looking forward to going um, quite a bit. So, in order to prepare for this um, weekend of hiking that we're having, I decided we should go to Clifty Falls. Um, Clifty Falls is a beautiful, beautiful state park, and the craziest thing about it is it's some of the most intense hiking you're going to get as far as elevation change in Indiana, and kind of terrain is intense. Um, but driving up to it, I told Clay, who had never been, and Chandler had only been the once, I told them that um, the craziest part about this is you just kind of have these like little rolling hills driving to it, and then it's like you step straight into Mordor as you go down because it's just this massive canyon essentially that you hike 
down, you start at the top, you hike down, hike through the creek bed, and then you come up the other side. And literally, from where we started and where we finished, you can see that trail. And it's just a couple hundred yards away, but you can't get to it unless you go like eight miles around, which is pretty crazy. So um, it was a beautiful day when we went hiking. It was a lot of fun there. Um, let's talk about the trails we went on. Can I go ahead and start by uh, kind of talking about, I guess, the beginning of the trail before we even got started? You know, Chandler had to go use the bathroom there at, at Cookie Falls, and um, I was trying to refill my Fiji water bottle that I bought on the way there because I may have had a couple of, uh, of beverages the night before, so I was feeling a little bit dehydrated. With me? Yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Over at uh, the old Wings, etc. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I had a couple of beverages, and I'm getting a little bit up there, getting on in years, a little bit younger than these guys, but um, for some reason my body's just not being able to handle these, uh, these drinking nights and then doing something active the next day. So I go to this local Circle K in Columbus, Indiana, and we're, you know, grabbing, you know, things to drink, things like that. And basically chug my entire bottle of water. And it was probably a decent, like, 28-ounce bottle of water. It was one of those big ones, for sure. It was a huge one. And I just want to go ahead and, you know, not to completely shit on the park maintenance at Clifty, but uh, what the hell's going on with the water fountain there? Um, somebody completely messed that up. And I uh, was not able to refill my water bottle. And it was, what, a, probably like an 8.4-mile hike mm-hmm. um, with no water. Um, so, fantastic. So, pause there. Mm-hmm. Chandler, we have enough to make a judgment on this. It was mid-August in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, the high for that day, I believe, was like 88. Um, we were going on, like Clay said, an 8.4-ish mile hike. Clay bought one bottle of water. Uh, is that on the park maintenance for not having a water fountain working, or is that on Clay for not being prepared and having an extra water bottle? I would say definitely not having an extra water bottle. I'm sorry, Clay. Okay, let me counter. Let me counter. You know, what about the less fortunate that can't afford a 28-ounce bottle of Fiji water that they need to refill? They're going to be like you and be thirsty. You know, that's kind of on them. You know, different decisions. Um... But, as far as things go, um, and, you know, I've already dropped the explicit tag here, but I'm going to drop it again. Um, fuck the park maintenance crew at Clifty. I'm going out and I'm saying it right now. Fix that shit, because I'm thirsty. All right. You guys thirsty? But as far as that... Shit about Clifty. Yeah, I mean, other than that, beautiful state park. Uh... (laughs) So, yes, that's not, uh, that's not the direction we're typically going to go with our state parks, who I would love to sponsor us at some point. I will sell out for gear in a free park pass. He's literally taking his shirt off right now. Just I don't so think that's going to happen He's gonna uh, after this episode. But, anyway. Um, it's all love, Clifty. I'm just kidding. It's all love. And, truthfully, yeah, it is always frustrating, especially getting to a park and, like, the one water source there just doesn't work. Um... That being said, we are going to be hiking like over 30 miles uh, at the Red River Gorge here coming up. So I will make sure uh, this is a promise to you and to the listeners that we will have ample water uh, for you to drink. And just as we should, you know, I will also, I, I actually put it in today, boys. 
You have been talking about the live straw for, and not a sponsor, by the way, but you can. Um, I've been talking about the live straw for months upon months upon months. I finally dished out the dough, fourteen ninety five on Amazon for a live straw. For a fucking dough. straw? For a... <laughs> Alright, you did that on purpose. No, no, seriously, I, I bought it today on Amazon. Why did you buy a goddamn straw? Because I'm going to be able to drink out of creeks and not be, feel the adverse effects of bacteria. You're going to do that? Yeah. You're going to go down and slurp out of a fucking creek? With my life straw, yes. We're staying at a campground that will have a water spigot and running water. I'm you using a life straw. I'm using the life straw. Alright, you know what? Go for it. I'm uh, excited. We I will not use the life straw. But... Not because they're a bad product, but simply because we don't need to, because we will be... Because you bought another fucking... You got you have a fucking straw? You're going to bring a straw on this fucking trip? Chandler, I know how you feel about straws. We talked about straws in the first episode, and your uh, hatred for them, which yes. is interesting. I hate straws. They're terrible. Can you and it's not And it's not because you are against sea turtles. He no, 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 see, I like sea turtles against. just fine. See, this is what happened, all right? He hates sea turtles. Several years ago, that goddamn video of that sea turtle with a straw up his nose went viral, and all the fucking women went, and instead of just being like, hey, we're not going to use straws anymore because they might end up a turtle's nose, they decided they're going to get the fancy fucking, they're going to spend $25 for the little utensil kit. Where it comes with ooh, a little fork and oh, a little spoon. Oh, look at my silicone straws and my silicone straw tips. And they get, it's just a bunch of bullshit pandering. That's, That's all it is. They leave at the campground after they use it. Yeah, that they'll end up throwing away anyway and going to fucking dumpster somewhere anyway. I it's like virtue signaling bullshit. That was a little sexist, but you said all the little women. Just want to let you know, rude as shit. But I agree with you. I, who else is buying that shit? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this podcast has veered off trail uh, significantly. I might, I might blame the alcohol. I mean, the uh, that's fair. So the alcohol is not going to stop. However, we're going to get back to Cliffy Falls, and just to put it out there that the main purpose of our podcast is to encourage people who may not be as comfortable in the outdoors uh, to get outside and to stay that outside. That is very true. And you know what? I'm going to go on board and say that if you feel compelled to go outdoors, however you need a straw, that's on you. Bring your straw. Clean up your straws. And if you're going to use a silicone straw, that's one less paper straw that tastes nasty. That's one less plastic straw that ends up in poor sea turtles' noses. And you know what? We love our women hikers who love straws. Isn't that right, Chandler? We, we do love those women with their, with their fucking straws. But I will say this one thing. You have lips. All right? You have lips. You can place them on the cup, and you can just drink it. You and don't need a straw. I am 100% with you. Gaga, you're still a baby. <laughs> drink like a fucking grown-up. I'm sorry. I am 100% yes. with you on that part. Drink a drink. <laughs> Just drink the goddamn thing. Sometimes it's Jesus nice Christ. Drink straw channel. Everyone's got to have their own accessory for every fucking thing. Especially hey. the live straw. The um, live straw! Another is... goddamn straw. Oh my God. For anybody Sorry. who may possibly still be listening, like, if we ever have merch, like, hit us up because I will give you a discount. Like, um... He's literally, merch right now. <laughs> we don't even have merch, but when we get merch, if that's something you want, if you're still listening to this podcast, is a fucking that straw. Point, we're gonna sell straws. We're gonna sell straws with our insignia. No, <laughs> I don't want to sell straws. DM us and just like DM us promo code 
Chandler straw. And I will give you like 50% off of an order. Oh my god. Um, I'm literally trying to buy back all six listeners at this point. There's no problem with what I'm saying. They know what I'm saying. You don't need a straw to drink. Also, also Johnson, t-shirt that says, we love our women hikers who love straws. I know it's a mouthful, dude. It's, but it will be uh, worth it. They yeah. need to be pink. I'm going to filter myself, Johnson. I'm going to filter myself. You don't need to filter that much. I just didn't think we were getting into that for Cliffy He balls. brought it up. I just, anyway, he knows I just brought up straws are a trigger word for me. He knows that. And he said it anyway. It's his own oh, damn fault. Oh, my lord. Okay. Anyway, Cliffy Falls, I'm doing so much damage control. <laughs> There's no damage control. They're being entertained. If you disagree with my opinion on straws, write a comment and die. Damn. <laughs> anyway, back to Cliffy Falls. Anyway, back to Cliffy Falls. We have to talk about our new shoes. <laughs> That's where I was hoping we would have been already. At this point in the conversation. Dude, it's hiking women. They're not going to be that thin-skinned. Okay. They well, we're just playing around. Because they're badasses. That's right. They're way cooler than me. I and they wear flip-flops. And, you know, it's fantastic. Dude, I've been wearing flip-flops. That's two episodes in a row we've mentioned the flip-flop lady. She's going to be a running theme. She <laughs> is a badass. I don't know that she that was, was, like... She was something. Specifically, that woman, I don't think... I, would, I think she was misinformed <laughs> about proper trail wear. So... <laughs> Golly. Alright, we have shoes. <laughs> we gotta talk about shoes. We have 14 shoes. minutes left. We went to Clifty Falls. The water wasn't working. That was, you know, frustrating, but Clay also didn't pack enough water. We get started on the trails. It was fantastic. And I'm just gonna rail through this thing right now. Um, nice. If any of you guys listened to the first podcast, you will have known that um, we went into great detail. If you haven't listened, please uh, listen to that after this one. The long and short of that is Clay decided that for a 11-mile hike, he would wear water shoes. And he probably still has uh, fish feet. I don't even see it. Because no, 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 no. he's taking his socks off. And they're actually healing up fine. They're just, you know, okay, I'm good. sure they are a little sore. They were for a long time. You don't have to pay. Um, no, he no, wore no. water you shoes for those... Uh, 11 miles and that was just absolutely ridiculous so brutal they clay bought some new shoes for hiking um and i will say we are all about like you don't have to go buy the patagonia or like the top of the line hiking shoes scarpas or anything like that um obviously you know kind of where your price points are in this um don't let Brand names be your barrier of entry to get outside. Clay bought some Amazon shoes. I believe you paid right around $32 for those, um, which is great because they appeared to work out well for that. Um, the issue you may run into, which we told you, is possible longevity of those shoes, but at some point they're $32. It's kind of like those Gooder sunglasses. Again, not a sponsor yet. Gooder, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. We love straws. We love women. Um, Chandler's opinions do not reflect the opinions of the Day Hike Dirt Bike We podcast. don't like straws. Um, <laughs> or as me but as an individual. We love Gooder sunglasses. So, we will sell out for gear. Let me just throw that out there one more time. And Chandler is not a regular co-host on this. He is a guest host and he is drunk. So It's not true. I'm completely sober. What I said was perfectly accurate. Anyway... Um, Chandler and I both wear Merrill footwear. 
Um, Chandler also just purchased his. What type of shoes did you buy? Do you remember the name of yeah, them? Yeah, they're Merrill Nova 2s. Merrill um, Nova 2s. And Color Boulder. Um, they are trail running shoes. Color Oh, the color was... The, colder, the <laughs> color itself is bolder. Awesome. Yes. yes. Um, so basically, when I first started hiking, we um, I had a pair of $60 Nike running shoes that I wore, which actually worked really well um, if you wanted to just do something like that. Um, but basically, the two complaints I had for them was toe protection and traction. And the uh, Nova 2s from Merrill, trail running shoes, they have Vibram soles, and they have a cupped um, toe. So they protect you a little better and you get better traction. Not great on wet, rocky surfaces, um, but everything else was definitely much better, uh, much better than uh, the Nike running shoes I had before. Even though they are not bad, I would recommend them. Are they waterproof? No, I did not get the waterproof ones. They um, make a waterproof version. They make a so mine is a low profile. They make a midsole or not a midsole, but a mid profile one that is waterproof. But I don't want my feet to sweat and. If your feet are gonna get, if you're gonna get the water, your feet are gonna get wet. On the same, in the same boat, I don't particularly care for waterproof shoes. I have a pair of uh, winter hiking shoes that are waterproof, um, but you know that's a bridge we'll cross when we get there. Um, come winter hikes and stuff like that. A lot of people, if you are first getting into hiking, I'm going to step out on a limb and venture that you are not planning hikes through the winter, although. I highly recommend it. Your trails are much more clear um, as far as like traffic goes, so you're not having to worry about um, stepping off the trail for people to come uphill or anything like that. Um, so Clay bought the thirty dollars shoes. They held up really well. Um, Would you do you happen to remember? They were some weird name. Do you remember the name of your <clears throat> shoes that you got? They were either Chinese or Russian, so probably I wouldn't be able to pronounce it. Okay. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> I can look on my Amazon real quick and I'd be able to tell you. Perfect. That would be great. You do have your phone right there. Yep. Um, anyways, don't marry yourself to a brand. If you do find a brand you like and you decide that's what you want to go with, go for it. Um, I say that being a bit of a hypocrite in that I uh, hiked for years with my Merrill Moabs and I had, I don't remember what the brand was at this point. Well, they were Red Wing. Uh, hiking boots that I hiked uh, the Shenandoah National Forest with and then I had Merrill Moabs the originals for a long time and now I have uh, Merrill Vapor Gloves um, they are minimalist hiking shoes and they have a 2 millimeter sole, they are not waterproof um, I are they zero drop? they are zero drop perfectly minimalist um, and I really like them, they are when you go that minimalist, you do run into, um, similar to what Chandler said, traction issues on wet surfaces. Um, you will slip a little bit. You just, so you really have to pay more attention to your feet with the minimalist sole. You have to do that anyway. So that's not the end of the world. Uh, Clay, did you have that pulled up? Yep. They are called, the brand is ABAO. Ab that may be an acronym. It's A-B-A-O. Um, to be more specific, they're Abio or Abio um, hiking shoes, men, women, outdoors, sports shoes, non-slip, breathable sneakers, low-top walking shoes for outdoor trailing, trekking, walking, climbing, travel, lightweight. Um, they say that all on the shoe, which is pretty impressive. They got that font in Russian, <laughs> and it's in Russian. Um, so 
they came in a pretty cool color. Um, they were great hiking shoes for the one hike so far. They're pretty good, yeah. I mean, they they were more minimalist than I was expecting. Um, like, I could actually, we, like, through the creek beds, especially, you know, with the um, the sharper rocks, things like that that we were walking through, um, I could definitely feel them. It wasn't like my feet were in pain when I stepped on, like, a sharper rock or something like that, but I could definitely feel, oh, yeah, that's pointy. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I mean, I felt like, my feet didn't hurt the next day. Um, maybe also because of my sweet Amazon, you know, uh, marine wool socks um, that I got that dried, you know, pretty quickly. Um, I want to go ahead and point that out because you guys are haters. Um, but as far as that goes, I mean, they pretty decent shoes. I haven't worn better hiking shoes yet. Um, I kind of wanted to test something out because... As far as most of it goes, you know, I'm still relatively new, and who knows if this is going to be a long-term endeavor for me. Hopefully it is. Um, That's the goal. And I enjoy, you know, it. So, I mean, I enjoy getting out in, you know, nature. Um, Nature. So I should be, you know, updating the shoes if I need to. But I I would say the ones that I have so far, um, you know, the Ibeo, men, women. No, I'm not going to go back (laughs) through it. But, no, the, the shoes are pretty decent. So I would say, you know, if it's... You know, you're not looking to spend hundred dollars on barrels or anything else like that, and kind of just doing it as like a part-time activity. Um, these shoes probably are gonna, you know, treat you pretty well. So, to be honest with you, awesome. So, that is kind of our uh, dirtbag gear review. Uh, you know, two of the three of us here uh, just bought new shoes for this hike. I figured that was kind of a good thing, good topic to bring up. Um, what was really nice about it was that that was as rugged as we're going to get here, um, that hike was. So you really put those shoes to the test. I'm glad that they held up for you. Um, you know, all shoes come with different things, but that's what we're about here, as I alluded to before. You don't have to have a um, crazy, you know, top-of-the-line hiking shoe to get started hiking. Chandler hiked in those Nike running shoes that he had had for years prior, and frankly, he'd still probably be hiking in them had we not done our Tough Mudder event. Yeah, that killed um, him. That it's was sad. What, that was what did them in, um, which is something that we may touch on in another. I know that's kind of a month removed at this point, but the Tough Mudder was something that was really fun that the three of us actually did as well. Um, but. We will do these kind of gear reviews periodically, and I want to gear them all toward um, kind of having this mid-level, not huge financial investment uh, in mind, because frankly, we're all young guys. We don't have a ton of money to just throw down on top-of-the-line hiking gear. We're not big backpackers, although that's something I'm hoping that we work up to. is backpacking a or a small through hike, something like that, at least a backcountry camping trip. So stick around for those. Um, I promise some of these upcoming episodes will be a little bit more structured, but maybe not. Um, you just never know with the uh, Day Hike Dirt Bag podcast, apparently. Um, you never know. I never thought in a hundred years that Chandler would have been the wild card with Clay as my co host. Uh, <laughs> this. Uh, was a wild turn of events. So if you guys are still here, please, uh, if we come up with stickers, any sort of merch, 
if you guys are still listening, I would love for you to DM us on Instagram with and just in the DM, type out promo code Chandler Straw, and you we will make sure we do something for you because that is fantastic. If you guys have made it this far, you are saints and scholars and gentle people. And I just want to apologize any women I may have offended. Um, and I don't think you guys are the only one buying these straws. I definitely think men are doing it too, and they are just as disgraceful. But, um, you know, I just just don't buy any more straws, all right? You can just drink it. It doesn't have to be that way. But I'm going to leave it alone now. Because I know yeah. how everybody feels about my opinions on this stuff. I feel like I did so good. Like, when Clay brought it up in the first episode, I was like, Chandler has nothing against, like, the turtles or anything like that. He just thinks that straws are overrated, which I wholeheartedly agree with. <laughs> that was just not what I was expecting you to go off on. Although, he did go off in the middle of an REI about this. This is not the first time. He Clay should about- have known better than to say cl- straws. He, he knew better. He knew what he was doing. He did. I did so, I honestly, this time, no. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just saying, I got a cool even gadget. This has been... Um, our overview of it was a terrible overview of Cliffy Falls. Cliffy Falls, if if the falls are listening to us, I promise we will give you guys due justice in a future episode. Um, but importantly enough, we did get through our um, gear review, which was something that I was really hoping for us to do. Well, uh, and on the Cliffy Falls thing, try to go in the spring when there's more water. Because um, you get more falls. Yes. It was kind of dry when we went in the August time. The rocks did hurt significantly more. Because you wear minimalist shoes. Well, wear true. real shoes, too. That helps as well. The downfall in the spring is, um, if it is a wet spring, there is a good chance that some of the trails that would take you away from the creek to where you only have to cross the creek, as opposed to hiking a couple of miles in the creek... Um, the downfall is you may not be able to make some of those trails work because of the mud and the steep angle of the hills that you're walking on. Um, one trail was just completely gone the spring when we went, so we were forced to either go back five and a half miles or walk the creek for uh, the last couple miles. So, all that being said, um, Clifty Falls is a fantastic park. I like to do little park shout outs. I feel like Clifty Falls has been beaten up so far on this podcast Clifty Falls we love Clifty Falls Clifty Falls get your water working but you are a fantastic park the views are fantastic there's some great spots for uh, photo opportunities great spots for scrambling Um, it really does give you anything you look for in a hike you can make it intense Uh, if you guys are curious about the trail specifically that we hiked again DM us on Instagram I have a picture of the trail map Uh, do take up the offer of the trail map Uh, that they offer you at the front gate because your phone will lose service and you will not be able to load a trail as we found out on our first trip there. Thankfully, we met a wonderful couple that had a paper trail that let me take a picture of it. So I have a uh, photo where I highlighted all of that. So if you guys want that trail map, um, let me know. So that concludes this episode. Um, For those of you still with us, happy trails, happy hiking. Uh, don't feed the animals, but please feed the dirt bags.